Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the Associated Builders and Contractors of Eastern Pennsylvania. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. And working together is success. As iconic entrepreneur Henry Ford notes in this quote, one of the secrets to his success as the founder of the Ford Motor Company, collaboration. That is a pillar in business that's fundamental. Yet, it's also very challenging to maintain. This week, we're featuring two robust businesses that differ in industry, but share in success due to the relationships they have forged. In our neighborhood of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, we are a community of collaborators who support one another and push each other to succeed. First, we take a look at the life sciences sector. And here in the greater Philadelphia region, we're no stranger to this industry. Some of the most prominent institutions in healthcare and medical research, names like the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, the University of Pennsylvania, Jefferson Health, the Wistar Institute, and Temple University, they are all right here in our community. Now, as a global leader in the development of biotechnical research, Rockland Immunochemicals has been collaborating across the life sciences since 1962. Out of their facilities in Montgomery County, the research that their team is producing has helped to solve problems across the life sciences. So how do they connect with the global marketplace, you may ask? Well, they're a member of the Greater Philadelphia chapter of the Sino-American Pharmaceutical Professionals Association, also known as SAPA-GP. And that organization connects regional businesses with the always evolving and expanding Chinese market. We had the chance to sit down with Han Dai, the president of SAPA GP, and Jim Fendrick of Rockland to learn how their collaboration has helped each organization thrive and grow. Here, we asked Jim what his company actually does and how they ultimately decided to partner with SAPA GP. Rockland is a family-run company. I'm president and CEO, and now we are focusing on antibodies and immunoassays. These are life science tools that individuals use to develop diagnostic assays, create therapies to various diseases, as well as perform basic research. And one of the reasons why we were an active participant in SAPA-GP is China is a very important market for us. And uh, this organization allowed us to interact with many of our Chinese clients. And surprisingly to me is they also have a large community effort Mm -hmm. where they're engaging the local community, uh, which is important to us to help build the next generation workforce, as well as they are starting to spin out additional companies. Right. And spinning out companies is a really important part of the work that we do at Select Greater Philadelphia, because our role, as you all know, is to do business attraction. We want to welcome new companies to the greater Philadelphia region and the type of infrastructure and connections that your team are able to provide both at Rockland and at SAPA GP 
play a really significant role in that. Before we dive into that, I, I did want to talk a little bit more about Rockland, Jim, because I'm not sure if Rockland would be considered a, a household name. Your clients are essentially the institutional researchers, correct? So I hope it's a household name to our customers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our customers are global. We will work with individuals from Novartis, Roche, AstraZeneca, Amgen, Genentech. We'll work with academic investigators that are in Japan, in Berlin, in London. Obviously, our customers are also at Penn, Stanford, Harvard. While we're global, we do have a local footprint, which is outside of Philadelphia. Yeah. In Montgomery County. Sure. No, that's great. And what's intriguing to me is you're really supporting the research that these organizations are doing. Is that fair? Correct. We provide them with the tools to perform their research, and we also act as a specialty CRO, contract research organization. So we'll work with cells, grow them up, we'll create, it's called vectors, we'll be an extension of their laboratory. Hi, I'm Karen Abarka. I'm the director of R&D and production here at Rockland. So our vision is to uh, advance life sciences to make a better world. So for us, it's very, very important that our products and all our antibodies are validated properly, depending on where they're used for. So for us, it's very important that if they should work on Western blot, that we validate them using Western blot assays. If they should work in ELISA, that they're properly validated in the assay like ELISA. The team at Rockland goes to great lengths, ensuring that the research and development that comes out of their company is conducted with detailed precision. The work they do in their labs can lead to cancer treatments and cures for various diseases, and that's why it's so important that Rockland chooses the best partners to work with, such as the team at Sapa GP. Han, share with us a little bit more. You were not born and raised in the greater Philadelphia region. Share with us a little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah, I was born uh, in a city in China called Nanjing uh, about 39 years ago and then came to U.S. Uh, in 2002. So basically stayed in U.S. about 16 years, come for, uh, pursued my Ph.D. and then actually built a career here. And uh, I've been living for Philadelphia area for five years so far. Actually, when I first joined here, come here and join the SAPA GP as mm-hmm. a volunteer started. Then actually in the organization, uh, growing with the organization, getting bigger and uh, increasing responsibility uh, until currently i am become the president of the organization for SAPA GP. So really I think uh, the daily activities we hosting and we I see a lot of passions among our members and touched by them and also inspired by that and to really lead this uh, uh, fantastic organization trying to you know help to promote the scientific excellence and also trying to um, facilitate the business transaction across the Pacific and provide opportunities to build a, a very multifunctional platform trying to bridging ideas with money and bridging talent with opportunities. So, Jim, I want to turn to you because it's one thing to bring folks together, like-minded individuals who want to partner, they want to learn, they want to share best practices and develop and evolve their careers, which is all fantastic. But at the end of the day, we're all looking for outcomes. And I'd love for you to share with us from your observation some of the connections and some of the positive results that have come out of the work that SAPA GP has been investing in for the last 16 years or so. 
So from the local aspect, while Han and Sapa GP held the event in Montgomery County and King of Prussia, one of the most recent events, we had the former governor of New Jersey, Florio, speak, mm-hmm. uh, and that was with the outreach to Camden County. Mm-hmm. So Camden County is doing a lot of great things for sure around uh, life science. So that's just one example of the local. The other aspect in terms of the community, they were instrumental in helping us uh, launch what's called the PALS Project in conjunction with murals of Philadelphia, where we want to create a series of murals for when bio comes back Mm -hmm. to the city next year. And bio is our largest trade organization meeting with pharmaceutical companies and biotechs. And here we're engaging inner city schools to motivate them to learn STEAM-themed sciences, science, art. And they helped us raise over $180,000 CSL Bearing, a major contributor of this effort, uh, SAPA GP uh, got behind it and helped us promote this activity. Yeah, that's great because it's it's really important to get young people involved in thinking about what their career is going to be next and and thinking about the technology and the life sciences that can be incorporated into their education to prepare them for their next career transition. It's creating the next generation workforce. Yeah, totally. And I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the kind of quality of life, if you will, and the talent that we have here. And Han, one of the things that we were talking about before, you came to the United States in 2002. Yes. uh, And you spent some time in Texas. You spent some time in Massachusetts. And now for the last five years, you've been calling the greater Philadelphia region home. Mm -hmm. Share with us your perspective on how our communities are different and the success you can see coming out of organizations like GSK because of their base here in Greater Philadelphia. So actually, you know, we all know uh, Philadelphia is the birthplace of uh, American democracy. But actually, I don't think most people actually know Philadelphia also a birthplace for the American pharmaceutical industry as well. Right. Uh, actually, it goes back to the early 19th centuries, and with the nation's very first uh, drug mill was established right here in Philadelphia in 1810s. So ever since then, uh, Philadelphia has been a major player geographic-wise as a pharmaceutical center mm-hmm. worldwide. So um, if you look at uh, the area, we have a large number of pharmaceutical companies like Merck, Jensen, GSK, and many sure. others, and also biotechs like Rockland, Frontage, some have been mentioned earlier, and also more and more coming like Wuxi and others, mm-hmm. and also a large number of uh, distinguished research institutes, universities, and hospitals, a vast number of talents and uh, really great research around the area. The one thing I, when I come here compared to you know Texas and Boston, I think it's a unique mixture in Philadelphia area, particularly what you have mentioned, you know, with all the talents and with all the uh, research going on. But again, compared to the living cost, for example, with mm-hmm. Boston, sure. it's much more attractive. So, you know, the investment you can get here, if you're thinking about uh, the return of investment, potentially you can get a much better re- return of investment by investing the same amount of dollars here, but still have equal quality or if not better talent pools. Available to do top-notch, cutting-edge science, particularly in Philadelphia area, 
One thing is very unique is the cutting edge cell and gene therapy. We sort of touch upon a little bit. Um, so far, there's three uh, medicine has been approved in gene and cell therapy. Two of them come from the area. One right. is related to the UPEN, one is related to uh, the SPARC, as people are aware of. And GSK also have a great effort to work on you know, cutting edge new generation cell gene therapy product, so as many other companies in the area. To learn where the future of life sciences is headed in our region and around the world, thanks to companies like Rockland, head online to hear the full interview at 1210wpht.com slash select. There's no stronger foundation than family. That's next. The greater Philadelphia region has over 3 million skilled workers in virtually all occupations and industry sectors. Our diverse workforce contributes to the success of regional, national, and international companies throughout the community. For more information on Philadelphia's workforce, visit selectgreaterphl.com or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com. Growing Greater Philadelphia is made possible in part thanks to support from PICO, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. With a history of more than 130 years of service across the Greater Philadelphia community, PICO has a long-standing commitment to a culture of excellence. At PICO, we strive to advance smart energy solutions to provide safe, reliable, affordable, and clean energy and energy services to our customers and the communities we serve. Learn more about PICO at PICO.com. Green and Spiegel is a full-service immigration law firm that specializes in helping businesses grow in the Philadelphia region and nationally through global corporate migration. Learn more about Green and Spiegel at gns-us.com. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Wells Fargo, a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Wells Fargo is a diversified, community-based financial services company with a strong vision of satisfying the financial needs of their customers and helping them succeed financially. Wells Fargo provides banking, mortgage, investments, consumer, and commercial financial services. Learn more at wellsfargo.com or call 1-800-869-3557. Copyright 2018, Wells Fargo Bank N.A., all rights reserved, member FDIC. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by University City Science Center, a proud partner of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. The Science Center is a mission-driven nonprofit that helps innovators and entrepreneurs bring world-changing ideas to market. Learn more about the Science Center at sciencecenter.org. Covering Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. These are the stories, people, and projects that are transforming our collective community. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. The construction industry is one of those business sectors where relationships really matter. Relationships between builders and their employees and their clients and the communities where they operate. Those relationships can really make or break a business. Known for their integrity and high quality of service, it's W.S. Cumby Construction. They've become an industry leader in the green building movement. Bill Cumby, now president of the company, shared with us how much he values relationships. And he takes us back to share with us how his family's business got started. In 1981, my dad, who had been in the business for 25 years at the time, uh, or more perhaps, 
and I founded it. Uh, we had the first four years in my basement with... Uh, then we finally outgrew that. We're in the Swarthmore train station for another almost 20 years. Been in uh, Springfield, Delaware County since uh, 2003. Nice. Tell us a little bit more about where WS Cumbie is today. And I want to come back and hear more about the founding of the company back in 81. But how large is the shop? Right now, we do between 60 and 70 million a year, typically. We have between 50 and 60 employees. We do some smaller. We have a special projects groups that will do smaller projects. But our average project is 5 to uh, $20 million. And uh, we do both ground up renovation. And almost all of our work is on the construction management basis where we work. We're hired with the architect or soon after or sometimes even before and work from a concept right through to uh, the final completion and uh, to help them with all the planning, the budgeting, the scheduling, and so on. And stepping back to 81, you had mentioned Dad, who is no longer with us, correct? Correct. Yeah, he passed away nine years ago. So he had been in the business for about 25 years before you and he were inspired to start W.S. Cumbie back in 81. What was that moment of inspiration? Take me back to 79 or 80 when you guys started kicking this around the the kitchen table, probably. Well, he was uh, extraordinarily talented, thoughtful, and extraordinarily well-respected individual in the industry and a child of the depression a very very hard worker you know we almost never didn't have uh, blueprints they were called in those days but drawings on our dining room table so i kind of grew up learning to to read drawings and uh, grew up in the industry one of some of my earliest recollections are going to job sites in fact he was part of the independence mall here i remember that back in the 50s to sort of date myself so uh i had always you know had uh, a real interest in the business and my dad had um had a number of people had approached him about going into business over the years, and he just never uh, took the leap. And uh, I always kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur, and um, we, he and I talked about it for a couple of years. And I think, frankly, it was my mother probably who pushed this both or pushed my dad finally said, hey, you know, it's time to do it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, he was in his mid-50s at the time, and it was just a great partnership for a long time. That's great. And, and you know, I don't want to discount the support that your mom, you know, Bill's wife, provided because oftentimes you need that belief, you need that confidence that other people see in you in order to, to really make the idea a reality. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no question. I mean, they basically risked their entire life savings, which, frankly, wasn't a ton of money in that day. Sure. And they were, you know, he was in his mid to, you know, his 56, 57 at the time. And she never gave it a moment's thought that he could fail. It was not possible. It just never, you know, she said she had total confidence in him. And, and quite honestly, you know, we just worked as hard as we had to, to to succeed. Yeah, that's great that she had that belief and, and saw that successes in your dad's dna it was awesome yeah, yeah. that's no, great awesome. so take us back to those early years as well some of the challenges you and your dad encountered in terms of uh, either acquiring a project or or completing a project that maybe didn't go the way you thought it was going to go and and how you resolve that fortunately uh because my dad was so well known and so well respected he was a fairly uh, he was vice president of a significant construction company in the city so he had a great relationships with subcontractors and architects so we didn't really start from zero the way a lot of firms do because he was so well known and because he had really quite honestly had done a lot of great things for a lot of subcontractors he'd helped them out over the years and so on we had a lot of people who were not just rooting for us to succeed but doing their best to help us uh to help us succeed frankly yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear because, and you you know this from your experience leading a company now, uh, like you have with your dad over the years, the relationships that we develop throughout our careers come back to help us. And it sounds like that's the experience with W.S. Cumbie as well, where people were there for you. 
Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it really is all about the relationships with our partners, our clients, our design partners and, and engineers, our people in who, you know, we couldn't possibly do what we do without. And our subcontractor, which is really uh, one of the first things my dad taught me was, you know, you're only as good as your subcontractors. And so we've tried very hard over the years to build a team of, uh, you know, of quality subcontractors that do quality work. And because that's really what we're all about with, you know, that's what our clients expect. And we hold ourselves to a high standard and, and expect them to do the same. Yeah. The construction industry, the building trades in general, have evolved over time. There's a lot more focus on sustainability and environmental concerns. And how has the team at WS Cumbie adapted and evolved along with that? Well, it's, it's funny, Shanice, man. That was really uh, – we did our first green building project almost by accident. We were mm. building a, uh, a school for the deaf out in uh, Montgomery County, and the architect didn't even know it was a green building. His project architect was a huge believer in sustainability, and this was back in the late 90s where people – a green building was a building painted green to everybody. Yeah, right, right. And uh, so we, we had all these interesting products in, in this project, and when we were done, we got to know the project architect quite well, and uh, he started talking about green building. And we, we immediately started to look into it and did a lot of reading and so on. And I'm not taking credit for having any idea how big it was going to be. We had no clue how big it was going to be. Right. But we just became big believers that this made a lot of sense. So we had all our project managers and our estimators become you know, lead APs or accredited professionals. And we founded, we were one of the founders of the Delaware Valley Green Building Council. Oh, we, wow. Yeah. That, no, we, were thought, we, we just really thought this made a lot of sense. Yeah. And our, you guys were really at the forefront. We were. And frankly, we became known for that. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, as a smaller, mid-sized firm, you know, some of the big boys, the Turners in New York and so on, were involved in, in green building then. But even then, it was, a, it was a small piece of what they did. For us, we really became uh, convinced that this was just a good thing for the, for the environment and a good thing for our future. Our office building, which we moved into in 03, was the very first LEED certified building in the Delaware Valley. Wow. We just thought, okay, here's a chance to educate our people, educate our subs, and uh, in the whole lead process. And then, lo and behold, you know, we had we had made all our project managers and estimators become lead certified. And for several years, there was a project here or there, but I think they all looked at me like, you know, what's what's this about? Why, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it hit the tipping point, like many things do. And we've done a ton of green building ever since. It's been a real, uh, a very big part of our uh, firm, part of our work. And frankly, we've been recycling on every project, lead or, or not, for now 15 years. So if I'm not putting you on the spot with this one, Bill, and maybe you shared this perspective with your kids, your two sons and your daughter, what would you tell a young person today who maybe is in high school and, you know, they're thinking about what their career path is and, you know, maybe it's college, but they're not sure they they have an aptitude that might be more in the trades or they're just kind of feeling a little lost. What, what would you tell a young person in that situation? Yeah, Matt, that's a great question. And of course, most young people don't listen. That's true. <laughs> when you talk to them yeah. at 18 anyway, at least. Yeah. Uh, I know my kids uh, weren't the best at it, nor was I. But uh, I do think that uh, one of the things you try and, t- and tell kids is keep your mind open to this. Give it uh, give it a shot. Try you know summer work and uh, internships and so on and see if you like it. It isn't for everybody. It is hard work, particularly the, the field work. But even in the office, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging business. We're not making widgets in our business. We're constantly, every day is a new challenge, a new, um, new opportunity. But it's, it's, uh, 
but it's extraordinarily rewarding. You're never bored in this business, and yeah. with the right for the right people, it's a, it's an awesome. Uh, I think it's just an awesome opportunity. Yeah. In that spirit, share with us a little bit more about workforce development. What are some of the programs that I know your team is at least aware of and, and actively working on? Whether it's through the Green Building Council or, or other initiatives that uh, you're involved with. Yeah, sure. We have and have for a long time tried to hire interns from uh, Philly University, which is now part of sure. Jefferson, and other schools, Drexel and others that both for summer interns and then some of them had interns during their school year and a number of them who've end up being full-time employees and have been some of them lives now for 15 years or so so we have that program we're also part of the abc the associated builder contractors and they have a, an apprentice program and they've tried very hard to recruit and uh, give opportunities particularly for minorities which are often underrepresented in the uh, construction industry in the field mm-hmm. so and we've been a supporter of abc for a long time our yep. chief estimators on the board our Director Precon was a former president, so it's uh, it's an organization that's tried very hard to help recruit and train talented uh, individuals. To learn how Bill and his team are helping train the next generation of skilled laborers in our region, be sure to head online, 1210WPHT.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia, and we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our neighborhood. Thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts, and a special thanks to Citizens Bank for their highly engaged support of this podcast and of all of our efforts at Select Greater Philadelphia. Simply put, without the support of Citizens Bank, we could not do what we do every day. You can learn more about how Citizens can help your company reach its potential by visiting citizensbank.com slash commercial. And to learn more about our Greater Philadelphia region, check out selectgreaterphl.com and tune in anytime to this radio and podcast program at 1210WPHT.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Yo. Yo, a day in Zimmerman company and a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia. For more than 75 years, Yo has been a leading specialty technology recruiting provider in the Philadelphia region and is one of the oldest staffing firms in the nation. Learn more about Yo at Yo.com. That's Y-O-H.com. The only Augustinian Catholic University in the nation, Villanova values a personalized experience where teachers and students are partners in learning and scholarly inquiry. Learn more about Villanova University at villanova.edu. TD Bank is a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. As one of the 10 largest banks in the U.S., TD Bank has approximately 2,600 employees and roots, tracing back to the community for over 150 years. Learn more about TD Bank at tdbank.com or call 1-888-751-9000. Deloitte LLP is a proud supporter of Select Greater Philadelphia. Deloitte's Philadelphia practice provides audit, consulting, tax, and advisory services, and supports the region's growth and development through their corporate citizenship efforts. Learn more at Deloitte.com. Greater Philadelphia is an economic powerhouse. As citizens of Philadelphia, we contribute to the fifth largest economy in the world with a population of approximately 6.3 million people. For more information on Philadelphia's economic impact, visit 
visit selectgreaterphl.com or listen to the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast at radio.com.